How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sunday, <clears throat> 1 o'clock Eastern, San Francisco. Short week because they played Monday night. Uh, come to Landover to face the Washington Commanders. 49ers are 12.5 point favorites, and I don't think there's ever a good time to catch them, uh, but this is not a good time to catch them, I would think. They are still the one seed in the NFC playoff race, and they have to win out uh, more likely than not to remain as the one seed, which would uh, result in them having home field throughout, but also in the playoff format that we have have the only buy of the teams uh, in the NFC playoffs. Joining us right now is a friend and an old friend to many of you, 
Uh, Feldy's with us. Dave Feldman, of course, the many, many year anchor at the Fox Channel 5 affiliate here in D.C. is the sports anchor. And he's been in the Bay Area now for NBC Sports uh, in the Bay Area for years. And, and he's been doing a lot of college basketball play-by-play for ESPN as well. What are the recent games you've done re- uh, in, in, in college hoops? Hi, Kev. Happy holidays. Uh, happy I, holidays. I happy New Year to you, too. You too. Merry Christmas. I did a, a, yep. a pretty big upset, Grand Canyon University, which was, if you may know, a private, uh, you know, a Christian school in Phoenix that used to be coached by Paul Westfall and then Dan Marley and now uh, Bryce Drew. They upset San Diego State, 25th in the country. So I did that. And then tomorrow I have Stanford, Arizona State at uh, Maples Pavilion uh, at Stanford, which is across the street where I grew up. So that's kind of like literally across the street from my high school. So that, that'll be fun. I just got to drive 30 minutes down the road. Uh, so that's my Grand Canyon. Yeah, actually, I noticed got country. votes. Yeah. I, I Grand Canyon yeah. got votes in, in the recent poll because they, they, their name kind of stood out when I was looking through others receiving. So they upset yeah, I mean, no, San Diego State. You got an ACC Pac-12 matchup tonight, right? Or tomorrow night, whenever night, what that game is. <laughs> yes, tomorrow night, right. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's uh, no one follows Grand Canyon because it's the whack, you know. Um, but you know they're they're pretty good. The guy can coach, and they actually have some, you know, with the with the portal now and people transferring in. They're, they they've got uh, two guys who are really good scorers, and and one guy who's one of the top assist men in the country. So and it's an unbelievable environment. That's the one thing. It's just it's the small gym where people go nuts. So it's kind of fun place to do a game. It's in Arizona, I presume. It's in Phoenix, yeah, right in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I, I I said that tomorrow night is a matchup between the Pac-12 and the ACC. You know, it will be future ACC, depending on what happens with the ACC. But what you know, you're such a big college sports guy, like I am. I mean, to see Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, I mean, does anybody care out there? I mean, because I know that it's not the biggest deal in the world, Stanford and Cal sports compared to the pro sports teams. But what's the reaction to that? So it's, so first of all, you're 100% right. It's not a great college sports town here. It's nothing like where we were and where you are, where people really went crazy and still do for Maryland and uh, Georgetown, and when George Mason went to the Final Four, all of that. It, it's a pro sports town here, so they care about the Giants, they care about the Niners, and they care about the Warriors. Um, having said that, people are the, the 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 small number of active Stanford alum and Cal alum, and the people that really care, they're ticked off. I mean, this 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 conference is over a hundred years old. It, it's uh, you know, it started back in the Pac-8. I actually remember when that was that. And, um, you know, to have them play in the ACC, how's that going to work logistically, Kevin, anyway? I don't even understand it, travel-wise. Um, so I, I, the people that really like Stanford and went to Stanford and follow it and follow Cal, I talked to Jared Hass, the, you know, the coach yesterday at Stanford because yep. I was up to practice. Um, it's, I don't think it's well-received, but they got to go somewhere. And the Pac-12 was totally mismanaged by their commissioner, by the TV rights. I could sit in my living room in San Francisco and watch the Big Ten Network, but I couldn't get the Pac-12 Network. So it was it was not a well-run situation. No, and they had that offer on the table from, 
ES from Disney, and they they turned it down. And if they hadn't turned it down, right. we'd still have the Pac-12, um, which right. is just absurd. Right. Real quickly before we go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was agreeing with you. I was just saying, yeah, yeah they 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 screwed that up. So before we get to the 49ers, Golden State, you know, looked like they were headed towards a bad season. They got hot. Clay Thompson started to make shots. Uh, I know they lost, you know, at Denver the other night um, on, on Christmas night. But do you think the Warriors have it going again? Do you think they're a threat to be, uh, you know, anything approaching a contender in the West when all is said and done and Draymond gets back, hopefully a little bit more stable? I don't know if they're a contender. I will not say they're not simply because Steph is playing as well as, as he ever has. There's no decline in him, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the supporting cast. He did clay is not who he was. And I know that's no fault of his, his, he had two back-to-back catastrophic knee injuries. So, but he isn't who he was. And now he's a little more defensive. And when he's hot, he's great. And when he's not, you know, he's very rarely taking people off the dribble. Not that he did that to begin with, but he can't do it now. And he's not a elite defender. So he's not as good as he is. And, and Draymond, Draymond, a lot of people out here, I think, feel, Kev, that the, the upside no longer outweighs the downside. Like, it's just too much. Like, if, if you gave Steve Kerr and Steph some truth serum and said, honestly, what, what do you think with this dude? it'd be interesting what they would say because I just it's run it's, its course a lot, the way he, it's run its course. And, and Kevin, I think it's selfish because he's not a dumb guy. I mean, Draymond's a bright guy and I get it. He plays out of control and with fire, but he's got to realize that not being on the court, he's hurting his team. And so you can't control yourself knowing that that's, you know, it'd be like coming into camp, 60 pounds overweight because you love candy. Okay, but you know that's going to hurt the team because you can't run up and down the court. So uh, I, I think a lot of people in, in this town are over it. All right, let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, how shocking was Monday night to you guys? It was pretty shocking. I went there. Um, I, I had that night off. I got to just go as a fan, and I, I was uh, anticipating a really fun 49er experience and um, I didn't expect that at all. I knew Baltimore is really good. I didn't expect Brock Purdy to have his lowest passer rating ever. I didn't expect him to throw four interceptions. The first one was really bad. Um, I, I didn't expect any of that. And I knew Lamar Jackson would be tough to bring down, but I was not in any way anticipating that they would get blown out at Levi Stadium. So what did it, what does it say about a team that everybody had as their number one team in the league with maybe some distance between one and whomever was two? It says that Baltimore is better than people thought, and Purdy had a bad game. Look, they started off winning five straight, and they, and they blew out Dallas on that Sunday night. Remember October 8th, I think it was 42-10, and everyone thought they were the greatest thing in the world. Then they lost three straight. Um, and then they bounced back and, you know, won another six straight. So uh, it was a bad game. I think Purdy responds well from bad games. I think he will be fine. But I think what it says is Baltimore is better than people thought, and the 49ers are not invincible. Um, and Purdy is human. 
You know, he was on pace to maybe, if things had gone great, he could have competed for maybe the highest passer rating in, in NFL history. That's not going to happen now. He's not going to be the MVP now. But um, he's, he's human, and he had a bad game. And let's hope it's not two bad games in a row. I still think, I still think offensively they're the best team in football, Kevin. They just did not have a, a very good game against that Baltimore defense. Feldy is joining us, Dave Feldman, of course. Uh, he joins us courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So let's talk a little bit about Purdy. Like, I, I know a lot of people were trying to say, you know, not all of those interceptions were on him. You can say that about interceptions with any quarterback week to week. He almost threw another two to three in the game. He was off accuracy-wise, et cetera. There's been this long-running, you know, long-running, season-long, if not going back to last year, uh, debate about what Brock Purdy really is. Is it is he benefiting from this incredible Kyle Shanahan scheme and system with just, I mean, a loaded roster? Remember, when they lost those three games, there was no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel, I think, during those three games. Um, when they lost those games. Um, Is he just the beneficiary? I mean, Sam Darnold, I thought, looked pretty good when he came in there. Um, Or is he special? Or, or, you know, something, you know, just slightly less than that? Is he – what do you think? So, I don't think he's a game manager. I don't think anyone could just do this, even though you do have Debo, you do have McCaffrey, you do have Ayuk, you do have Kittle. I don't think anyone could do it. I think he is – Special. Is he elite? No, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't think, I don't think he's overrated. I mean, the stats are what they were. He did have a game this year, Kevin, uh, when they beat the Bucks, where he had the perfect passer rating, you know, and, and, and like the highest passer rating you can have, I think it was like 158. And he, he's, he's really good. And his body of work is really good. He said, this was a really bad game with the whole world watching. He had three, mediocre games actually the two the three losses cleveland minnesota and cincy uh he was bad in two of them he wasn't bad in one of them and he was injured and he got injured monday night got a little stinger i think he's going to be fine to your point it's also a major concern if if trent williams is going to be okay because he hurt his groin and left the game um so we'll see if he gets to play against his old team but i don't i think he's better than a game manager for sure uh do i think he's Joe Montana, where some people have made the comparison, or Steve Young or uh, Lamar Jackson. No, no. But he's very good. I think he's good. And I think people perhaps give him a higher rating because he was Mr. Irrelevant and picked last. So they're like, look how great he is. They thought he was terrible. He was clearly not terrible. He's very good. But um, it's still a small sample size. But but of the sample size, he's been he's been – Way better than average and way better than a game manager. Here's a question for you because I think you can answer this as somebody who's followed the day-to-day much more than the average NFL fan. Who's the most valuable player on that team? There are so many to choose from. I would say, uh, and, and without hesitation, even though the quarterback's the most important thing, I would say it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's gets over a hundred yards total from scrimmage almost every game. Uh, he hasn't gotten hurt. He's been just unbelievable. 
Um, I would say, uh, you know, you could argue Debo and you could argue Purdy, obviously. And Brendan Ayuk played well. Um, uh, Kittle had a couple really big games. I would say it's Christian McCaffrey in my mind. How's Chase Young uh, done since the trade? Good and very liked in the locker room, and he was good. He, yeah, he was good. You know, as good as you can be trying to chase down uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's made Bosa a lot better. Made the whole front line a lot better. Uh, that was that was a really good acquisition for us. I think um, uh, Bosa raised about him. Um, so I think I think he's very happy here, uh, and we'll see how he does. You know when when he's playing a quarterback that's not as as great as Lamar Jackson, as elusive <laughs> right. as Lamar Jackson. Um, although I'll tell you, the way that game started out, Kevin, with the safety, yeah, and then the Niners there on the on the goal line, I was thinking this this thing's going to be another Niners blowout. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, it it turned in a hurry. Uh, we're talking to Dave Feldman. So, is with Dan now be being gone? You know, I remember the 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 win here in the rain. Uh, you know, it was a shutout win, like nine to nothing, and they were doing you know s- slides on in the mud at the end of the game. And Kyle, you could tell, was really satisfied that he'd come back. Uh, I know Mike was satisfied for sure, but do you think that that doesn't mean anything anymore now with Dan gone for yeah, the Shanahan's? I think it's too much time. Yeah, I don't think it means much to them. Might mean something to Chase or to Trent Young or, or Trent Williams. I don't think it means anything to the Shanahan's. He's so singular focused. I'm talking about Kyle and myopic that I, I, I think you know he, he. You could be playing the University of Mars, and that's. That's all he cares about. Um, so I don't think it holds any any special meaning for them. I remember, and Kevin, you have a photographic memory. You'll remember better than me, but I remember coming out here for Fox 5 um, and when the then Redskins played a candlestick. And I, all I remember is Clinton Portis had a really good game because I remember interviewing Portis after the game. I don't remember much about it, but, but I do remember – coming out here watching when the when the Redskins played at Candlestick. Yeah, that was that was the first year Gibbs came back in 2004. Well, um, and I they, knew you they, would remember. How well, you remember I, I that? because you. there haven't been many wins at Candlestick. There was the there was the <laughs> game where they clinched the division uh, in 1999 at Candlestick on a uh, on a Sunday night game, um, but I think the game you're okay. talking about with with CP was that first Gibbs year, and they started to play better at the end of that year, and it, it ended up being kind of a precursor to the 2005 season, which they ended up um, uh, winning the division uh, in. But uh, right. anyway, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, you know. This, the move to Santa Clara, which, you know, is not anywhere near Candlestick. And, you right. know, w- there's been a lot of discussion around here recently about, you know, the, the Wizards and Caps potentially moving. Now, they're not moving very far. Um, they're moving to Potomac Yard. But there was a discussion, you know, at one point with the new stadium for, for the football team, you know, kind of in, in places in Virginia that, you know, were closer to Fredericksburg than they were to here. How much has that impacted the fan base and the attendance? Well, so it's about 37 miles to the south. Right. uh, Levi Stadium. It's in Santa Clara. So you just head down the same highway. The candlestick was on 101. 
Yep. And it's, you know, past south of Palo Alto before you get to San Jose. And uh, there's a big amusement park there called Great America. And um, it's a generic stadium. I mean, they did a nice job, but it's, there's nothing that, you know, sticks out where you go, this thing is, is so different. It's nice. It's big. It's clean. Candlestick was run down. M- many diehard 49er fans, um, most all of them, were not thrilled with this move. A, it's, it's farther away. Uh, B, the candlestick was known for its blue-collar type fans. Right. Uh, it got freezing there. It's one of the coldest places in the world to watch a game um, and right there on the bay. And it was, you know, there are a lot of fans there from South San Francisco and from Daly City. And, yes, some from the peninsula, some from San Jose and Santa Clara. But it was more, I think most of the fan base that went to Candlestick was more north. Now it's a lot of corporate. It's a lot more people uh, from the San Jose, Santa Clara area. It's more generic. Now I will say Monday night, Kevin, on Christmas, it was the loudest I've ever heard it. Right. It was the loudest I've ever heard Levi's. It was sold out. It was an incredible venue. I literally, every time the Ravens were uh, trying to snap the ball on third down, it was so loud you couldn't even hear yourself. It's not always that case. People do leave early. Um, they do normally sell out. The 49er faithful is a very good fan base that travels very well. Um, so they still sell out there. Uh, the stadium uh, still looks good on TV. But 49er fans will tell you they do not like it uh, nearly as much as Candlestick. The problem was Santa Clara paid for most of that stadium, the, the city, and San Francisco was not going to pay to redo Candlestick. So the Yorks, you know, saved however $100 million, whatever it cost to fix that thing uh, by getting a new stadium almost for free where they would have had to pay uh, an equal amount to fix Candlestick with all the things it needed done. What happened with the loss of the Raiders? Did Ra- did Raider fans in the Bay Area, are they just still Raider fans even though the Raider Raiders are in Vegas, or did yeah. they become 49er fans? No, they're Raider fans. Raider fans yeah. don't like 49er fans. Right. Usually there's some on the peninsula that, that root for um, the Raiders, but it used to break down just, Geographically, if you grew up in the East Bay, kind of like a Maryland, Virginia thing. If you grew up in the East Bay, in Oakland, in Pleasanton, in Concord, in Walnut Creek, whatever, anything yeah. on the other side of the bay, you grew up an Oakland fan and an A's fan. Uh, and if you grew up on the peninsula or this side, you grew up a Giants fan and a 49er fan. There's tons of Raider fans still here in the Bay Area. Some of them go to Vegas to that great stadium all the time. None of them came over and rooted for the 49er fan. Raider fans do not like the 49ers at all. Um, they haven't, they won't, um, very similarly to the, the A's not liking Giants fans, although that's not quite as hostile, but, but Raider people don't like them. Although in a bit of irony, the longtime radio play-by-play guy for the Raiders, Greg Papa is now the radio voice of the San Francisco 49ers. So he did cross the bay, but, um, fans do not. Interesting. Wasn't, um, wasn't Ted Robinson, wasn't he the guy that was the voice of the 49ers for years? He was. Ted Robinson was replaced by Greg Papa. That's exactly right. Wow, yep. because I thought Robinson now, was always good. He's really good. He, he does a lot of national tennis. Yeah, tennis. Um, and, and he did the Giants for a while. 
Um, he started doing the Minnesota Twins. That's where he got his start. Uh, as a baseball background, uh, he was he was very good. Um, and now he's he's mainly doing. He's you know what he is, uh, Kevin. He's one of the lead voices for the Pac-12 Network. So this is probably his swan song. Ted's in his early 60s, and the Pac-12 will be going away. So that's probably it. I, I find these conversations always interesting because you know it's it's a it's a you know the skins and the 49ers play a lot but they don't play every year and I think the Bay Area has always been one of those interesting sports towns because they've had two baseball teams they've had two football teams um, they share the Warriors uh, but it's not LA like you can tell everybody like this the San Francisco has is I think San, San Francisco is a good sports town. Do you agree with me or not? No, I definitely agree. The yeah. passion they have for the Giants and the 49ers and the Warriors is is fantastic. I, I agree with you. I think it is a very good sports town. I don't think it's probably Chicago um, uh, or New York, but I think I think San Francisco is a really good sport. When the Giants were winning, and when I got here, you know, they won the three and five years, Kevin. The, the the people that would go crazy or the praise or when when they went to the Super Bowl with Harbaugh and played the Ravens. Um, if the 49ers are winning and the 49ers are making a deep playoff run, I think nothing is bigger. They that's your that's the number one. They are. Yeah, that's the number one when they're, they're good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're if they're good, 49ers are number one. Followed closely, closely, probably by Giants. Followed very closely by Warriors. I mean, the run the Warriors have been on has been unbelievably popular. You know, Steph's one of the most popular athletes in the world, and they they go crazy for him here. And so everybody on the other side of the Bay Bridge in Oakland, they, they come over to the Chase Center. That's not an issue. They do. No, it's right over the bridge. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, you know, the, the Bay Bridge is, you know, five miles long, whatever. It, 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 they, from Oakland to the Chase Center, you know, you can get there in 15 minutes. Right. Um, all right, so uh, the 49ers are still the favorite and a, and a pretty sizable favorite in an NFC that has an Eagles team that seems to be a you know a little bit compromised here in recent weeks, a Cowboys team that can't win on the road, uh, and they're probably going to have to do so. Um, barring another situation like you had in Philly last year where you lost all the quarterbacks, I would imagine you think this is a Super Bowl participant at the very least out of the NFC. I would think so. I think, you know, I think they'll beat the Commanders. I think they'll beat the Rams on the final game, and they'll have the number one seed. Um, and then, and then I would be surprised if they did not go to the Super Bowl. Yes, I would think they would go to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think anything short, I think the fan base here would be very very disappointed after the start, after how they've played, uh, notwithstanding this Monday night uh, game against the Ravens. Um, I would, I, I think that's a fair statement, Kevin. I think, that, I think they will go to the Super Bowl, and I think everyone would be very disappointed if they didn't. You're the best. Thanks for doing this. Dave Feldman, everybody. Tomorrow night, ESPN 2. Uh, Stanford and Arizona State. Uh, Chuck Feldiati does a great job as a play-by-play guy. Are you you're, are you coming to, to to DC this weekend or not? I am not. I am not. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm doing this game, then I'm going to Arizona to do some more games. So, but I will be watching. 
but I am right. not coming to the game. So Happy New Year to you. Thanks for doing I this. I want to play some golf with you in D.C. Although I know. I, well, you got to let me know when you're going to be here, and we'll do it. I, w- I will. We'll, we'll get sure. Buck. We'll get you, me, Buck, and we'll find a, a solid fourth. Um, and Perfect. and we'll, uh, we'll have a great day of it. Um, thanks. Awesome. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.